0: Welcome to episode number five, Photos with Sharita. I'm Shara, and Rita's here with me. Hi, Rita. Hello, Shara. Well, today we're going to talk about something that is near and dear to us, especially because we have grown up in an era with print photos. And our kids don't really know a lot about that because they're all digital kids. Uh, and, you know, the younger people deal with their digital photos so today in this episode we're going to share some scanning basics for your print photos when you need to get some of those print photos that you have in a box maybe you've inherited them or you just have a few or you have a lot it's okay we just want to give you some scanning basics and some time-saving tips on that and how to do just that quickly Today we want to talk to you about print photos. While we have our series on getting your digital photo life in order, maybe right now print photos is the thing that's nagging at you, or you have an immediate need to get some of your print photos scanned. And we want to give you some scanning basics for any print photos in this day and age. It it can happen so quickly and easily, and there's just uh, some tips that we'd like to share on how to make it easier and really have some quality scanning scans of those photos without having to deep dive into organizing your print photos. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that. We promise. But today, Rita, let's talk about scanning basics and, and what we can share with people to get it done, kind of a quick and dirty job and, and what that would look like. And I think I'm talking about, you know, your sister needs some important photos for something and you have them and you live, you know, across the country. hmm She's kind of nagging at you to scan these photos that you took from your parents' house. I'm not I'm not like even painting a picture of what that would be in my life. I do have three siblings, and I might have all the photos. But <laughs> if I did, and my sister was begging me, and I don't want to organize the photos, and I don't want to mail her the originals, Yeah. where would I start with that? I mean, what would you tell a, a client to do that quickly, and they don't have time to... You no know, and they don't want to hire a photo organizer either what what do you do where do you go what should i do
1: well i think that the first the first thing that i want to suggest is once you've found those photos is to probably go ahead and put a sticky note on the back of each one of them and give them the best name possible so write on the sticky note first that, you know, it's, it's 1970s. I don't want you to, this isn't a, a genealogical exercise, but, you know, you probably have an idea of what these pictures that they, she's asking for, you know, the era they're from or the um, occasion that they're part of. And the reason you want to do that is because when these photos are scanned, whether you do them, you bring them to your neighbor, you go to the library, you go to, um, you know, a Staples or Office Depot or whatever, um, you want those photos to be named when they come out of the scanner, meaning that you want them to have a little value. It doesn't do you a whole lot of good to have an image that has a, you know, XYZ name to it. So I think that's, that's tip one. And then the next, the before next you go, yeah. Before you
0: go to tip two, <clears throat> butting in my specialty, is uh, I want to say a shout-out to Post-it Notes, the brand, because that is photo safe adhesive on the back. So you can put a post-it note on the back of photos without worrying about that. Do not use scotch tape, please. And if they're old photos, they might already have scotch tape on them, and they could be sticky to go through the scanner. And uh, that can be an issue. So my little trick with the post-it note is instead of working hard to get the scotch tape off, again, this is 10 photos. This isn't a giant box of photos you're taking. You're finding 10 or 12 photos you need scanned. Maybe maybe someone's passed away and you need them for a memorial slideshow, or you need it For you know, your child graduated. I know a lot of times seniors, they do special things and they want uh, a a few pictures, baby pictures or whatever. And now in this day and age, they need to be scanned. Uh, I'm an old-fashioned mom. I used to have to submit print photos, but uh, I know that it's more modern now. So just make sure that you cover the scotch tape or anything sticky with a Post-it note. (laughs) that's my little trick. Uh-huh. So, scanning wise. Okay, so I've got I've got them covered, the backs are covered, and I also jotted the names of the pictures on the mm-hmm. actual post-it note. I didn't put a post-it note on and take an ink pen and press on the picture. Sure. No, because yeah. that can come through or you indent, yeah. especially these really if you're going back, you know, in the 60s and 70s, just heirloom pictures, don't write on the back of them. Write on the post-it note. Stick it on there. Now what do I do next?
1: The next step that I take is I wipe all my photos clean with a microfiber cloth. Those little cloths come with our sunglasses. They come with our phones. I mean, you really, they're an easy item to have around. And the reason you want to clean them before you have them scanned is because even though it's the naked eye, we cannot see the dust on there. And maybe you can see some dust, but the... The scanners today, they really are quite good, and they pick up all the blemishes. Some of them, you know, we might need a fix in Photoshop later. That's a different story. But but the um, dust on the photo, especially if the subject is wearing black or it's very dark, wow, that just pops up on a screen. I'm certain you've seen a slideshow before or something where it has scanned photos, and, and that dust is so distracting. So the second tip would be to absolutely clean the photos before you have them scanned.
0: So I love that tip and I'm and it's something that I've avoided sometimes when I'm scanning quickly. Not for clients, just for me at my house. But uh-huh. one of the things that I, I'm thinking as you shared that is I call this some quick and dirty scanning tips, like when you need photos quick and yeah, I'm gonna eliminate the word dirty now because that's
1: never clean.
0: You don't. Clean. You don't <laughs> we just want to give you some quick and clean scanning tips because you're absolutely right. Those dust specks pick up so clearly on the on the photos, so definitely clean them. So we've got. We've got a good name for them. We've covered any bad adhesive on the back um, with a Post-it note, which is safe adhesive and usually can lie flat if these aren't too thick. Oh, pictures, Polaroids, that's a whole nother issue. But, again, just it's it's a little bit of common sense, but yet I I didn't think of some of these things. Wow, what does that say about me? Okay, you're going to mark them on the back with the Post-it note. You're going to clean them nicely with the microfiber cloth you can find anywhere in your house, hopefully, or, you know, pick up easily at the store. Uh And then do I, if I have these 10 pictures, I'm just sticking with that number, do I scan them with my scanner at home? We have a multifunction machine, I know, but I don't really know how to use it. Uh, And do I scan them there or do I take them somewhere and there are hardly any camera shops anywhere that scan anymore or, you know, retail camera shops are hard to find or scanning places. Uh I know like a a Kinko's, which is now FedEx. And I don't know if it is. I don't think it's called that anymore. Office Depot, Staples, those places, where do you take the pictures to get scanned if I don't want to do it or should I do it myself?
1: Well, so there's a variety of questions you asked in there. So I'll try and address each one of them. First off, if you have one of those multi-purpose machines that faxes and scans and copies, you can do that, but it's not going to get the result that you need. Now, if you just need to send these pictures very quickly and they're not going to be used in a way where they're being displayed somewhere and they're just maybe for records or something, that might be a a, a quick and clean, not dirty, (laughs) fix on the way to send it, but if these pictures are ones that you absolutely are going to be using, maybe they're going into a photo book or they're for a slideshow or they're going to be displayed somewhere, then let's do it, right? So know for our machines if we have one of those multi-purpose ones. Now, if you happen to have a scanner that you had purchased that's dedicated to photos, then absolutely that's going to be your go-to tool. If that's not the case and you don't have any camera shops around you, because a lot of them have unfortunately gone out of business, then my suggestion would be to Call, not go into, but call some of those local Staples or Office Depot or Kinko's and ask them if they have a photo scanner or a scanner dedicated to photos, because what you don't want to have them do is scan your photos on a document scanner. It's just not going to do them justice. And so you're not running around everywhere. Call them first, ask the questions, and once you find a location that absolutely has one because they do, then that, I would suggest that you take them in there to have
0: them um, scanned on their photo scanner. Okay, so that's a really good tip. The document scanner versus photo mm-hmm. scanner. They're different machines. They're different beasts. Of course, photo scanners can scan documents, and documents can scan photos. But as just an average consumer, you know, without having to learn all of this stuff and needing, you know, 10 to 12 scans, you do have to know the right questions to ask. And the biggest thing, and I'm going to move into what I think is the next tip, uh, because I was pretending to be the consumer. Is,
1: <laughs>
0: I think people got that. Is that you want to make sure that they are scanned? Photos are scanned at a minimum of 600 DPI. Uh-huh. So if that may not mean anything to listeners right now. They're like 600 what? D is in dog, P is in Paul, I is <laughs> in ice, DPI. 600 DPI, you don't have to know what it means other than just request that if you're taking them in. 600 DPI, you don't want anything under that so that they will be a, a good quality to reprint later or do anything, you know, do it right the first time. And document scanners would scan way under that and it wouldn't. they wouldn't be a good quality. And you can go up to as high as 1,200 DPI and, that, and what you're going to see there is just a different file size. The higher mm-hmm. the DPI, the bigger the file it takes up more room. But you know, storage is cheap on your external hard drive, your photo hub that you're going to put these scans on. So that make sure you get the right DPI, and then that you feel comfortable with the person who has a photo scanner who's going to take care of these precious pictures for you. And and if it's maybe it's one of my sisters, maybe I don't I don't care about the quality that much. <clears throat> well, <thank> you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying that, you know, it could be really quick and I don't really care, or it could be I really want these done well because I want to blow them up and, it, and have one for each sibling that is suitable for framing. You know, mm-hmm. it depends on your goal, your end goal of the scanning basis. Absolutely. But that That's important to know. So love those tips so you could get it done. What if uh, our people, our listeners want to buy their own scanner? Because a lot of people are are thinking ahead. They're thinking bigger and and they're thinking, I have boxes of printed photos and I do want to get them scanned. And I think I could scan myself. I think I might even like to do it. I could sit and scan while I watch TV or something. A scanner that you recommend and that you use and love, um, I know that we both have one machine that is the same and that has been a favorite for us at the base level. It, is it still your favorite or not?
1: I... Do love my Epson V is in Victor six hundred <laughs> photo scanner. Yeah. it was funny because when Sharon and I started working together, um, you know, a while back. I think I bought it before you did, or maybe you had it. Regardless, we both had this same scanner we were talking about. And it is a great little, very affordable uh, flatbed scanner that will not only scan your print photos, but it, has, it comes with an accessory. We're not talking about this, but it's nice to know this. It will also scan um, slides, only four at a time. So that could take a while if you had a big collection, so we're not suggesting that necessarily. But it's nice to know that it has that extra feature, once again, if you had just a couple slides, for example, or a couple photos, because when you do scan on your flatbed, you know, it's uh, it it takes a little time. So it's not something you're going to do a big project on, but it is a, provides a great output, allows you to select your DPI that Shara talked about. And I have found it to be, you know, an integral part when I am scanning photos that absolutely need to go on a flatbed. So
0: the flatbed, let me give a little shout out to Epson here. For me, I love Epson products and no endorsement. They're not, I wish Epson would send me some money, but uh, they're not. They just are plug and play with Macs. And then Rita has a Windows and No problem either. So dual dual platform, easy to get to use, you know, install drivers, all the things that people don't like about technology. I mean, I've had, I've set up printers and scanners for clients because they're like, I have a printer and I can't make it work. So if you're on, you know, you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to buy a piece of equipment. If you're a Mac, this plugs in and it, it's really easy to get working. And it's a real workhorse. I mean, it's a consumer-grade scanner, but I've had mine for several years. It's still working beautifully. The output, as Rita said, is beautiful. And you can... uh you know, go up to 1200, maybe 2400 on that. I do think
1: it's right? 2400 because they oh. have the slide accessory. So they definitely yeah. go up to
0: 2400. So I will also say that you can uh, pick that scanner up. We'll put it in the show notes. But it's at I'm going to say $200 or under. Uh So it's a nice piece of equipment to have at home if you have room for a flatbed scanner. The other thing you want to remember, and and when I started with some scanning services, is we hand-scan, white-glove everything uh, because we didn't want to put pictures through a feeding mechanism on a scanner. Now we do have one. Not going to talk about it right now. But in terms of the beginning and scanning basics, which is what we're sharing, a flatbed is the way to go. That's I think what you should start with. I should I don't think you should start with a feeding scanner. Oh gosh. Depending no. on the quality of your photos and also the cost. But the the um the condition your photos are in. If they're curling, if you have Polaroids, if you have some cardboard things, none of those are going to go through a feeder anyway. So go for flatbeds. And I'll give a little shout out to another little scanner because it's a hand scanner and there are some times that this could be used. And, and I own one, but I've don't use it that frequently, but it's called a flip pal and it's a little handheld. It's very cute. Uh, and really I go for the Epson first, but uh, the flip pal is neat because I have taken it with me uh, to my mother's and she had some great heirloom pictures framed on a wall. And I was able to take those down and not have to unframe them. And I could scan through the glass and there's some neat things you could do with that. So a flip pal, uh, we'll put that in the show notes for you too.
1: Um, I I just want to say a few things about the Flip Pal. I also have one. I don't use it very often, but the beauty of it is it's mobile. It's really tiny. So if you were going to the beach maybe to meet your sister with these 10 pictures or something, you could literally scan them in the car. It's battery operated. You'll make sure the batteries are charged. Um, And it's a a perfect uh, mobile scanner for those quick, let's just call them one-off or You know, photo scanning jobs, it's not something you would think that you would do a large collection with. And then um, the other thing I wanted to circle back to our tips earlier when we were talking about scanning was if you were going to bring your photos into um, a location that had, you know, the photo scanner, I also want you to bring with you, if you have one, and most people do, a, a little USB drive can be as small as probably two gig or four gig, because they're going to want to put those photos on something when you're done. And most likely you have a lot of those little drives around your house. So instead of having to go there and purchase one, if you bring it with you when you bring the photos, then you're all set.
0: And I was going to say, and if you don't or you forgot it, you can purchase Mm -hmm. it usually right there. Absolutely. Just get a little uh, flash drive. And I think that's a great tip because then you can keep that flash drive and even put a little key tag on it or a label and say scan photos and then mm-hmm. add that to your photo hub, your external hard drive later. Or, or you could send the drive to your sister if you want. Or you could just email them. There are so many options once you get a printed photo scan. That's the fun of it. You know, then you can text it and you could do other things with it. And it can be in a slideshow and it could be printed in a digital album. So have fun um, pulling out some of those scan photos. I mean, the print photos, and then don't obsess about getting all your print collection organized if that's not what you need to do right now and if you don't have the headspace for it. One other thing about the Flip Pal, I just had to laugh in my head, and now I'm laughing out loud because, Rita, you said if you're going with your, to meet your sister at the beach – I was picturing you're going to scan at the beach? No, no, please. No. Don't. Okay, I know, I know. I just wanted to say it was funny. I thought, no, no, do not yeah, scan in the at sand. The beach. Please do <laughs> not scan in the sand. Make sure you're in a clean room. You dust before you start using the scanner. Um, maybe, maybe I don't dust regularly. I'm just saying. And I know that right before I start scanning, I get the wand, you know, the duster out, and I and I dust everything around in my office because, again, you're opening and shutting that lid and the dust just attacks the photos at, at, mm-hmm. on the internet. So dust—that's that's a bonus tip, but um, not at the beach. That's another <laughs> bonus tip. Uh, <laughs> probably not swimming either. So yeah, scanning. But that that flip pal is great to pop in a suitcase or even in your purse. It's that small. You'll want to take a look at it. And then the Epson is a desktop unit. So there you have it. You've got some great ways to get some scanning done quickly. Um, one. Just last thing I want to touch on before we end is how do you feel about the scanning apps that are on phones? Because there are some people that really sing their praises and dare I say Google has a scanning app that, and I can't even think of the name of it, I've certainly tried it. Do you think that's a win or do you think it's for emergencies only?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So funny that you said that because I was gonna start out when you were talking that when we started talking at the very beginning, I was gonna say, don't take pictures of your pictures. And I thought, (laughs) no, you can't start with a negative. (laughs) (laughs) So my thoughts are in an emergency situation, I mean, if you need to get something to someone quickly, that's a go to, that's a solution. Absolutely. Embrace the tools you have. And you know fix your problem but as a way to preserve those photos long term to make sure that they're scanned at a, a good DPI so we can actually do something with the photo like have it in a slideshow or in a book I'm not a fan of them what yeah. do you think
0: I, I agree. I mean, I've tried them, and and I think it's a really, really super quick use the camera you have with you kind of thing that you can do, and it's pretty cool if you need something emergency wise. I mean, I mm-hmm. just did it. I literally just used an app yesterday. My daughter needed to have a form sent to a school, and so I said, "You can scan that with your phone." I just told her that because I didn't want to help her. <laughs> like to keep it real. And she doesn't really help me with anything. So I said, scan it with your phone. You should be able to figure that out because I sure didn't want to show her how to scan up in my office. Sure. And then he came back and said, the school requires it to be a JPEG and it made it a PDF. Mm-hmm. And I started laughing. I was like, you can scan and make it a JPEG. She goes, I don't know how. So I said, bring the paper here. So I still ended up doing it for her. I opened up my app because she won't listen to me and, you know, I'm too old to have any app that she would want. And I scanned the document and my app just has a toggle back and forth. You can make it a PDF or a JPEG. And I'll put that app, I can't think of the name, I'll put it in the show notes because I use it. I do use it and it's emergency, but I do not scan special important photos with it and I certainly don't use it in my business for clients. But so not,
1: I'm going to I'm going to ask the obvious question. Oh. Why wouldn't you just in that scenario that you just shared tell her to take a photo of whatever she was trying to get to the school
0: <laughs> because they said they wanted a scan it said a scan. And you know, if you take a picture of it, it's not the same. The scan app actually outlines the document and it is, it becomes just that. There's no background. There's no, you know, part of the couch or anything like that. Yes, I understand she could crop it, but really you're going a long way around with this kid. So <laughs> thanks for that tip. I already knew that. And I know that Everybody takes pictures of things, but I was yeah. being literal in the, they wanted a scan, but then I cracked up when they said they wanted a JPEG because uh, that's weird because usually you want documents, PDF, you know. Yeah. So anyway, okay. So there you have it. You've got some great scanning basics, so you can scan some random photos without being organized. If you can find them, you can just grab out of the box what you need, scan those pictures, and you'll have digital images. and that always feels good. I mean even just one photo that is old that you've scanned and you have in your camera roll or on your computer, I don't know, that always makes me a little Mm -hmm. excited. So go out and scan some of your most important photos if you don't want to scan the boxes and boxes that you may have hiding in closets, right? Right. Thanks for listening to episode number five, Scanning Basics for Your Print Photos with Photos with Sharita. Rita and I always have such fun talking and sharing tips and tools that we use that will help you regain control of your photo life, whether it's digital or print. And don't forget to pop over to the website for show notes and leave a comment. You can go to snrstudio.com and you'll see a podcast tab right there. And on those show notes, we always put links of the things that we talked about or that we use, or maybe something that we forgot to mention. So we we like to think of that as a bonus. If you wanna learn from the pros and you wanna learn more about uh, scanning as a service that you could offer yourself if you're deciding to do that, we have uh, our sister site that you can visit and that link will be in the show notes as well. So thanks again.